Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam. And today with me, I have the one and only Andrea with ATD Fitness out of CM UK. Andrea, how are you today? I'm good, thank you, Adam. Excellent. I appreciate you taking the time to hop on our show today. I'm going to open it up to you. Go ahead and give our listeners just a little bit about who you are, how you got started into the business, and how did you get into ATD Fitness? Um, right then. So um, I've been in the fitness industry for about 12 years now. Um, started in um, membership sales in a gym um, in, in Sunderland, which is um, north in England, like uh, Northeast England. Um, did membership sales for about four to five years and then left there. Um, then got headhunted back to another dif- different leisure centre, teaching classes and again, selling gym memberships. Um, was there until COVID hit. Soon as COVID hit, um, I got furloughed. Um, I took some lovely time off with my family because I didn't get, I get very much time off when I had my baby due to um, maternity pain not being the best. <laughs> so uh, I had to go straight back to work after she was uh, four months old. So when COVID hit and it was in the summer, I used that as a brilliant opportunity to be able to stay at home with my little baba and my husband and sort of enjoy it. Um, unfortunately, it lasted longer than everybody thought. So I ended up getting made redundant from my role as membership sales advisor. Um, then I... It just snowballed from there. Loads of the members were wanting us to, to well, wanting myself to do classes outside um, when we were allowed to mix in groups of six. So from then, I decided to find a field and start teaching classes on it. And from there, it's just gone crazy, snowballed into something that I never, ever imagined myself having. Um, and fast forward three years, and now we've got ATD Fitness. It's a... Uh, space where we teach exercise classes um we have a nutrition um side of it and an open gym side of it and about 30 classes a week i think um in a, in a team of five so yeah um pretty awesome considering excellent i well, appreciate that that's awesome andrea so Kind of, I'm assuming that the ATD is your name kind of abbreviated. Got it. Andrea tweeted it in. I just went for the easiest option when I had to start advertising myself. I know it makes sense. Makes sense. Um, So Andrea, kind of walk us through, you know, how big is your facility, like meters or square footage? And then how many members do you currently have? So our facility is um, 3,000 square foot. So not square meters, square foot. Um, we have it's a it's a big studio, can fit 40, 50 in really. Um, we've got a little rig in the corner, we do some strength work in there. You can come in and use that yourself if you're familiar with obviously barbells and that sort of thing. Um, in one corner of it, we've got a little bit of a spin studio. Um, we've got 10 spinning bikes and we offer spinning seven days a week. It's one of the most popular classes that we do. Um, due to obviously only having the, the 10 bikes, I've come up with a class myself where we actually do something called cycle circuits. And um, 
we do half on the bike and half circuits and we just keep switching from 45 minutes from one bike to the circuit and it is a really good class so we'll have half on one on the bikes and half on the other just so we can maximize the capacity in the class and get a few more members in there um we are currently sitting at 229 members um we at christmas just after christmas we was were pretty much thinking we were full um because the classes were just so busy and when we cut the classes of 40 members so 40 members per class every night we have um over four classes on so four more classes a night um and everyone was full so we were with wait lists so we were going to actually have to put a cap on on new members but um since the january um busyness has sort of calmed down now we do have room in the classes so we're not going to bother doing that it's just we're just going to leave it the way it is we don't tend to get every member there at the same time if that makes sense and um, we do have a lot of other classes on we do morning classes so for like mums straight after the school run we do classes then um, we do a 6am class and we also do a 6.30 in the morning class so we do have a lot of variety um, and then we just sort of do PT throughout the day when um, people are at work and what so. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, kudos, you know, uh, to be able to say that classes are full and you'll potentially you might not have room for more because that always creates, you know, different opportunities, you know, per se of, you know, what's next. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, considering when I started, it was just me teaching. Um, and then I've had get, wrote my husband into it as well now. So my husband's a policeman um, and he works like the normal nine to five or the eight or four job. Um, but he's been into training all of his life as well. So he, he would get up and he would go to the gym at like half five, six o'clock every morning. And I just thought I'm missing a trick here. I didn't, I couldn't do six o'clock classes because I had the little in. Um, so I was like, right, you need to get trained up here and you need to be going to teach the classes at six o'clock, never mind just going somewhere else and joining in. So um, in lockdown, we put him through his level two um, and got him changed, uh, trained up into group exercise. And now he does all of our 6 a.m. classes. Um, so that was another branch that we managed to um sort of branch out on so we could um offer that to to the members and that just opened a, a new revenue line for us um and i would 6am classes some of the busiest classes we do now um i mean our thursday morning boot camp at 6am 60s 50s and 60s in it so it's quite 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 some uh, class really when you think people that many people like you get out of bed that early to to do it but it's it's uh -huh. it's a day where people really enjoy it Hey, so you said, said something between 50 and 60 people, or is that like, wow, that is a lot of people in a class. <laughs> in one class. Yeah. So we saw yeah. a lot of partner workouts for that reason, just so we can get more people in. So we'll design like boot camps where they work together. So we can they use the same bit of kit, just so we can maximize the space. Um, I mean, going forward, we've got like a five-year lease on where we are now. Um, but the plan is to be able to maybe open somewhere else and just keep it under the same brand, but in a different town. Or maybe just try and find somewhere a little bit bigger. Um, but to be honest, due to just being a, a mom and stuff, I, I, I'm actually happy with the hours that I work now. And I, I, I know, obviously, I want the business to do better, but I don't necessarily want to slog my guts out any more than I already am, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Absolutely. No, that ma- it makes sense. It makes total sense. You know, you have a comfortability of some sort where the gym is still, you know, producing results and, you know, uh, I'm assuming profitable. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of like, how can you, the question becomes, how can you do those things that you want to do, but then not sacrifice what you're doing right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a tough one, isn't it? Sometimes because I, at the minute, I feel like I've got a really good work-life balance, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like do I, I've got friends that are gym owners as well. Like I've, I've, I used to train in their gym before I set me own up, and they had a smaller gym, a bit like what I've got now, and then that got bigger and bigger and bigger, and then they had to move premises into a bigger gym, and they've sort of lost the community feel it now. Like it's just a, a big gym that there's, there's people go to that and they don't really, everyone doesn't really know each other. Where with my gym, everybody knows each other. We've got a social calendar. Like we do things like, for instance, to give you a rundown of the things that we've got going on this year. Um, there's quite a big hike um, hill that we that's close to where we live. We all doing that in July, in May. We are doing a charity fundraiser in the gym um, where we're going to do 12 workouts in 12 hours um, to raise money. Um, and then we're going to have like barbecue and um, and beers and stuff afterwards um, in the gym. Uh, then in the in June, we're doing a thing called Total Warrior, which is like an obstacle course um, in the mud and stuff. Last year we did it. There was 80 of us. This year we're doing it. There's like 90 odd of us this year. So it's getting bigger every year. This will be the third year the gym's done it. Um, and then in July, we have, um, sorry, that is July. And then in, in August, we always have a summer ball. So we all go out for the day, um, put our glad rags on, because obviously we're all used to seeing each other in our gym stuff. <laughs> and we all just have a really good day. And then in September, um, we're doing another charity event. And then we always have a Christmas party as well. There was 102 at our Christmas party last year. Um, so obviously we're going to try and make that a bit better this year. But we... Um, we all, it's a good, it's a good environment to be in. Everybody knows each other. Everybody helps each other. It's not clicky. You can walk in there and you can be a new person. And if nobody recognizes you, they'll come over here and they'll ask you, are you new? Um, right, well, this is what you need. Help you get your stuff out. Do you know what I mean? You need to get yourself a kettlebell. The mats are over there. Like everyone is just so friendly. And I'm really scared that I lose that if I do go bigger. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I don't know whether I'm just happy the way I am, making enough money to do the nice things in life, have the times off, have the holidays with my family, and um, but still have this really good gym community that I can get results from. It's making money. Everyone's happy. There's and I, and I can run my my life like that. My husband's involved. Hopefully, when my little five year old gets old enough, she'll be involved as well. Yeah. No, it's it's always nice to have family involved because then you know, that you spend most of your time or for you mostly spend most of your time at that place. So it's nice to have family to where it kind of feels like everybody's involved, where it's not just you going out, doing the work and then coming home and then spending time with your family. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we run kids, kids classes as well. So we have like family boot camps on a Sunday morning. Um, so Reva, my little girl, absolutely loves that. I mean, she's five. She can bang burpees out for fun. Um, she's, uh, she's, she's right into it. So she, 
she's like fully involved now as well. Like if we ever need to do a clean, like we do a deep clean every two weeks, she's mucks in, cleaning the mirrors. Like she's, it's her gym as well as ours. Do you know what I mean? Which is amazing. Absolutely. No, definitely a, a very tight knit, um, you know, community oriented uh, focus. Yeah, really, really um, tight community oriented. Um, and that's what I really like about it as well. And I think that's why it's done as well as it has, because I was found that we live in seeing it's a very small town. It's not that big. Um, I think it's probably got a population of about 60,000. Um, and there's a few local authority gyms, like council gyms there, that's been there for like 30, 40 years plus. They do have a timetable, class timetable. Um, it's not great, but the, like it's the only place in seeing that there was to go and do classes. Um, and then you've got your odd like PT, private PT, who's got like a little studio, but they don't really do like class-based exercise. Um, so I do feel like I've sort of, I've, I've got a good thing going on um, in the area that I live out live in. There isn't many competitors, if that makes sense. There is some of these 24-hour gyms popping up now. Um, but to be honest, they don't scare us because they haven't got the community that I've got. I know every single member's name. Like, you walk in a gym like that and you're a number, you're not a name, do you know what I mean? And I do feel like that really does probably set us aside from the rest of them. Absolutely. Knowing knowing people by name rather than just calling them, like, a number or, hey, like, how is it going? Versus, like, hey, Jim, how was your vacation? So, yeah, I absolutely know what that means. It's it makes them feel like they're a part of something rather than just being a part of the gym. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the feedback you, we, on our website, um, our, the feedback that we get from, from people is, I mean, we always post in, um, on our social media and everything we do, obviously we we'll always post stuff about our, our feedback and testimonials and stuff. And we, we do get nothing but love to be honest, which is feels really nice. Do you know what I mean? When I set out, I didn't want to be a, a gym where, it was clicky, people felt uncomfortable. I mean, there's so many people out there that de daren't step foot in a gym or a class. Do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I saw to break the stigma um, and I wanted to try and make my studio or my facility somewhere where people could come and feel really comfortable. I wanted to make it a safe space for women. I mean, we do have mentoring in there as well, but the majority is, is woman woman oriented. And I think I'm I'm pretty much doing that to be honest. I mean, the, the slim down that we offer, which is the nutrition side of our business, we get a lot of large women on this and um, the, the new to exercise. They've never done anything like this before. It is massively daunting for them. And we push them out of the comfort zone and we probably have a retention rate of um 90% of people that sign up on our slim down actually join as members. And uh, would change the life because they've never never walked a step foot in a gym they didn't they would never have dared to and um we just give them that little bit of nurture and that little bit of encouragement and obviously set them off on something that's potentially life-changing for them and they end up seeing reaping the benefits and seeing that they they're changing their lives do you know what i mean as well as obviously making themselves fit and the amount of people that say oh, well, my husband's lost this much weight because I've been doing this. And like, I can't believe the difference or like, oh, I've had to buy a smaller pair of jeans and I can't believe it. Like, it's just really nice to hear that and to think that it's me that's making that difference and it's my team that's making that difference. It's like the feeling it gives you is just second to none, really. 
you know, all, all the things firing off in the gym and it, it, it makes sense. It's a great community. So congrats, you know, kudos on that. It's, you know, you got a, a really good thing going. Um, real quick, I know we kind of sort of touched on it just through conversation, but could if you could, you know, kind of give like your elevator pitch of your facility, you know, if someone were to come into you, you know, exactly everything, the different types of group classes that are offered, like I said, I know we touched on a little bit of it, but if you had to like list everything, and then most importantly, how do you assess if somebody's a right fit for your gym and or if they're a right fit or excuse me, if you're a right fit for them? Um, so we have dance-based exercise classes. We have boot camps. We have weighted exercise classes. We have bars and bells. We have functional training classes. Um, we have meditation classes, like um, yoga classes, Pilates classes, stretching classes. Um, so really, there's there's a class for everyone, yeah. Um, the way we set ourselves out from the rest is we only do half an hour classes. So we do half an hour classes, and the reason being is we found when we've done market research that um, it's it, busy mums, um, people don't have time to go to the gym. They've got they've got they've got thirty minutes. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you're coming to a thirty minute class. It's going to take you 15 minutes to get there. It's going to take you 15 minutes to get home. You are potentially going to be out of the house for an hour. Where are you, if you were going to the class to do a gym class of 45 minutes to an hour one, you need a two hour window or you need an hour and a half window. Busy people don't have an hour and a half window. Do you know what I mean? Especially if they need to go and get the steps out in as well. And all these things that comes with eating healthy and living a healthy lifestyle. Um, so that really works. That's that 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 alone sets us off different to the rest of them. And um, there's nowhere around here off a half an hour classes on their timetable. Um, we have the most extensive timetable around here as well. So you'll not find a gym around here that has all of them different categories of classes. Um, again, that is one of our massive unique selling points. Um, we are competitive in price. Um, you get unlimited classes. Our slim down, which is our nutrition side of things, that, um, my opinion, is one of the best nutrition plans that there is to offer around here. And um, there's no other gyms have some gyms have have their own versions, but nothing that comes close to ours. We calorie count everything for them. We um, we give them a booklet that. Basically, it's, it's it, you can't fall off. You have to follow that bootlet, and if you follow it, you can lose weight. But we've got, and we work with it. one of the girls that works for me. She's a nutritionist, so she we make the fam, the meals family friendly. Um, everyone can sit down together and eat this meal. Do you know what I mean? It's not like right, you're on a diet, so you need to cook that, and then your family are having something else. The kids will eat these meals. Your your fellow will eat these meals. Your wife will eat these meals. And the, the feedback we get from that as well is like, oh, my God, I can't believe I can eat all this lush stuff and still lose weight. And the results that we get are insane. Um, we, we say they have to do like four to five, um, three to four classes a week and get the 10,000 steps in a day, two to three litres of water and follow our nutrition plan. Um, we make the weekends fun. You, um, we make a Sunday a slow cooker recipe so they've got the rest of the day to enjoy the, the days with the family. And again, that is one of our unique selling points. Our, our nutrition plan is second to none. We get anything from 60 to 100 people every six weeks doing our nutrition plan. Um, and we do have a really good social media team as well. So our social media is very, very good. 
Um, and I think that obviously is the driving force behind our business as well. The fact is, as well is, is that I'm very, very well known in, in, in my town. I've born and bred here. So everyone can put my face to the business, which yeah. really helps as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Being in the community that you grew up in kind of helps a lot too. You know, everybody knows you. They're like, oh yeah, everything's so cool. Um, well, cool, Andrea. Let's kind of dive in <clears throat> a little bit, you know, about lead gen. You know, where do the bulk and majority of your leads come from? Word of mouth. Word of mouth? Yeah. Excellent. And then, you know, wh what other things do you guys do? Is, is it mainly word of mouth? Do you guys have other sources of, of marketing avenues? Um, it's social media. We do a lot of advertising on our social media platforms, Instagram and um, Facebook. We do have a TikTok account as well. We do video, live videos of the classes and stuff. Um, excuse me. We have a personal trainer that works out with there as well. She is called Emma. She is um, an East Coast personal training. She promotes us and we promote her. She She's self-employed, so she doesn't actually work for me, but she works within my business. Um, she has loads of followers as well. So whatever we put on our socials goes on her socials, doubling the amount of people that see it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, we tend to try and do a lot of in-house support. So if you we've got an app, if you refer somebody through the app, you get five pound off your next month. They get five pound off the first month. Um, we do. We do. Can you hear me? There we go. Sorry about that. And my phone, it came up just flashing up saying temperature too hot and it just went off on my phone. So I don't know what, what went on there. All good. We're just going to pick right up where we left off. We were yeah, yeah. rolling into the social media and you know, leads and things like that. So <clears throat> you mentioned lots of word of mouth, lots of events going on. You know, yeah. with social media, are you, do you guys run like a paid marketing agency? Do you just have like people that do lots of posts, maybe like, boost things in that so we have a girl that um she's she works in social media for a company she's one of my really good friends so she just does does our social media for us that's what she does as a job so she she does that for us too she's got a membership at the gym excellent so just that's just like the main like social media as far as like Facebook. Yeah. i mean to be honest we're really lucky because she's really good at it and she doesn't charge us anything for it so if we are sort of outsource it to, to a different company our profits would be coming down <laughs> yeah no it makes sense absolutely um so you know touching on that you know what what kind of traction has that generated from like a lead standpoint do you guys see lots of people commenting coming into the gym from those social media posts yeah, we get um we get a lot of our a lot of messages about joining our gym is through social media or word of mouth. We don't really we've we do have a Google account and um, we are on Google, um but that is really our own three the main three sources of uh, of lead generation. Um, at the start of every year we do do a leaflet drop, um where we send out well I pay for the leaflets to be dispatched around all the houses and see them. Um, there is a, a, a magazine as well that goes out um, once every quarter in CM, which is um, SR7 magazine, it's called, which is our postcode. And I've paid for some advertising in there before and it just hasn't worked. We just find that social media is our main source of platform for, um, for, for 
for getting leads and generating them into sales. And again, people's friends always join up. We tend to find if somebody joins up without within a couple of weeks, the friend wants to join up as well. Excellent. So what would you say on average is the amount of leads walking in through your door, either like on a weekly basis or like a monthly basis? Um, I would probably say we have, we probably get about 10 new members every month. And we probably, we do, we do give out a lot of seven day free trials. So we tend to find that we give out seven day free pass. And then our contact, given the background that I'm from, obviously the sales gym yeah. memberships based, I sort of run all of the leads and, and all the rest of it. So I'll, on a Monday is my admin day. So on a Monday, I'll catch up with everyone that's been on a seven day pass from the last week and message them and see if they want to join. Obviously, with the, being, the beauty of being my business, um, I do have a, quite a few promo codes. So if I've got people that are like, oh, it's too expensive, I can offer them a promo code where right, well, I can give you your first month for £10 cheaper than what it would normally be. How does that sound? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and get them in that way. We tend to find that we get an influx of members coming at the end of the six-week program that we do. So once that six weeks is up, they're chomping out the bit. They're like, what, 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 what do we do next? They don't want to stop because they're in that rhythm. Do you know what I mean? So we, um, we offer them the last two weeks of the month for free. And then they sign up to a, we tend to find where the majority of our memberships are 12 month memberships. We've got, we, we offer month by month and six months. Um, but we tend to find a lot of our members just go straight up, straight into the 12 month contract. Nice. So it's so it's like, they sign up for like a year at a time. Yeah. So they'll pay monthly, but the signed they tied in for a year. And from a gym owner's point of view, I just know where I am from one minute to the next. You know what I mean? It's the pain month by month. It comes to the end of the month, you don't know who's going to drop off or anything. So tying them into a contract obviously makes my life a lot easier because I can project for the next few months, like right there, this is this is how much revenue we've got coming in for the next year. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, cool. So from a retention standpoint, you know, you mentioned that you have a lot of members that stay, you know, is retention. We don't really have a problem with people leaving. We get the odd lever. I've never, we've, at the end of December, just gone. That was our first proper year since we got our management system in place. Mm -hmm. Um, So we signed everybody up to our new system, January, twenty. 22 yeah well it was december sort of thing ready to start in january because we knew moved into our new premises in the january so that was our first proper year in business really that was the first year that we had like a management like a management program in place i could pull reports to see who was joined who wasn't that sort of thing um so in december it was obviously coming to an end of everyone's 12 month contracts and we only got four leavers everyone else re-signed back into a 12 month contract Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so I mean, and again, I'm pretty shit up when it comes to pretend, uh, retention because of the job I've done before. Um, and I know all of the tricks in the trade to be able to try and keep them. And if there really is a genuine reason, do you know what I mean? Then it is. We just always make sure that, that they feel comfortable enough that the door's always open for them to come back if they want to. And nine times out of ten, they do come back. <laughs> that's good. Leaving, leaving an impression on them to be able to know that 
they had a great experience. If yeah. Back, it's not going to be. I mean, sometimes obviously life gets in the way. Do you know what I mean? We've had one girl, funny enough, I've had, an, I've had somebody leave this morning and she t- she, I get a notification to say that she's put a notice in. It's a month's notice. They can't just cancel the direct debit. They've got, a, they've got to serve a month's notice. So I get that on an email to tell me that's the, um, that, the, that, that somebody's leaving in a month's time. So I automatically go to her and I send her an email asking her, what the problem is? is there a problem at the gym? What is their reasons for leaving? How like how how she how she feeling? This type of thing. Is there anything we can do to make her stay? And she was generally just like my little girl started dancing. The price of living's gone up. Um, I'm at uni. I'm really busy. Once my uni's out of the way, I'll be joining straight back up. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'll see you in a couple of months' time. And I generally do think that she will do that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. That's great. Um, so we talked a little bit earlier um, in our conversation about, you know, goals and, you know, the kind of like that work-life balance and the comfortability and things like that. No, you, you mentioned you were talking about, you know, maybe expanding depending on what that looks like, you know, but then you obviously don't want to lose like the quality of, you know, everything that you're doing, you know, where do you feel like at your point, in your, in your process with your facility, you know, are you, are you leaning towards, you know, obviously, you know. I feel like we are leaning towards getting it bigger. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, we yeah. do have, we are, well, we've only been in business two years. Do you know what I mean? Properly yeah. in business two years. And our growth has been unbelievable really. But again, I don't want to grow too quick. Um, because I don't want to lose what I've got. So I am quite happy staying the way I am until something needs to change, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm always looking at new things. Is there any new classes that's coming out that we can put on? Um, is there any sort of avenues that we can branch out to? We've, we we do a running club in the summer. I mean, I'm not a runner by any means. I mean, I, can't, I, can, um, I, don't, I don't mind running, but got a running leader in. Um, she started a new a new coach to 5k running club um there's no other gyms around here did that do you know what I mean and that's another mm-hmm. avenue of like another an avenue of income that that we can go to and I think I'm probably probably just happy to sort of try and expand the business but keep it sort of in-house rather than trying to run before I can walk <laughs> yeah you don't want to bite off more than you can chew no definitely not I mean, we've looked at maybe doing the online clients type of route as well. But to be honest, I just don't feel like you get that personal interaction with that sort of side of things. And I am very much hands on. And that's what is working for me. And that's what built my business. So I don't want to take a step back from that. I love going in on a Wednesday night and teaching the classes. It gives us a buzz. I love joining in. I love seeing everyone. I love the chats with everyone. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be stuck behind that computer programming workouts for people that do in somebody else's gym that's just not me either yeah and it's going to be hands-in you know members are going to see that and they're like oh wow the owner's like really a part of the gym versus they just have a facility and they're like everybody else is running it yeah exactly yeah um so you know with, with the growth and the expansion and everything you know where what would make you or sorry, would you, 
or have you thought of, you know, keeping the current facility and then adding on another facility somewhere else? Or would you just take your current operation and expand the building as a whole? Um, so obviously we've I've thought about both both things to be honest, and I probably wouldn't rule either or out. Um there's some other little towns around where we live. Yeah. Um I've thought about opening another studio there. I just don't feel like we're anywhere near that that yet. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, it was blood, sweat, and tears went into getting this one off the ground. Yeah. So um, I really don't feel like I'm mentally capable yet to do that again <laughs> so soon. Um, I just want to, well, we've got a five-year lease on this place. Ideally, my husband retires in eight years' time from the police. Uh, he'll only be 49. Um, I'm only 38 myself. So it, we've sort of got a plan in, in the next 10 year, um, we wanted maybe to try and buy our own facility so we, we can put our gym in our own facility. Yes. And just so it ticks over nicely so we can enjoy our retirement, but still be hands-on if we need to be or if we want to be, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's probably our long-term long goal. Try and work as little as possible for as much as possible, if that makes sense. No, I think that I think that's every gym owner's dream is, you know, put the right systems and the right people in place where you're still a part of it, but you're not 40, 50 hours a week, hands on doing all yeah. of it and you can still enjoy life together. Yeah, that is definitely the dream. Um, I mean, if, if we did open another facility somewhere else. I would probably want to sort of give that out as a franchise, if that makes sense, and get somebody else running that and doing it. But then I'm very much like, I need to make sure that's running right because it's my name that's under it, yep. you know what I mean? And oh, yeah. um, this is the problem that I've got. Like, this is why I want to do everything because I don't want to give it out to other people because then it might not be getting done to how I want it to be done, if that makes sense. Right. Well, and then, you know, to that point, if, if franchising would be a route of consideration, then it's like, now you have to develop, whether it's you and your husband or you and somebody else, like a manager or something, you got to develop like a, a quote unquote, like audit team or coaching team that's going to these franchises and saying, yep, that's up to par. That's up to par. That needs to be fixed. That needs yeah. to go. Yeah. So there's like, now you're creating more work for you, which you know, could return some investment and some income, things like that. But again, in the, the day, it's it's more work and you're kind of like, you know, from what it sounds like, if I had to compartmentalize this is maximize the current facility, you know, max it out, classes, your nutrition, your, your, your membership base, all that stuff, you know, while maintaining the integrity and the quality. But then maybe, you know, like you said, maybe that, that, that expansion, you know, at some point own your own space, which obviously is huge, especially considering real estate and lease prices are not cheap anywhere. Um, you know, maximize the facility. You have what, three years, three years on your lease left? Yeah. yeah. Three years left. Yeah. So I got some four time. Years left. Four years left. Sorry. We've only been in here a year. Okay. Oh, four years. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it sounds like, you know, what may, makes the most sense is to maximize current operations. And then depending on, whatever that price point of revenue looks like, you know, are you able to, you know, expand? I mean, I suppose the dream would would sort of be um, to find a bigger facility, regardless whether we bought it or we, we rented it, we leased it, mm -hmm. um, that we could sort of offer like two classes running at the same time. So then we could double our membership base. 
um, and we could have like I don't know like it, it's a total separate spin studio that was working you could that, that we could have classes on 24 7 do you know what I mean yep. and then we have the normal studio where we could have classes running but then I also have another studio that was running classes as well and that would just obviously give us a huge huge capability we yeah multiple classes at the same time that's huge you know the membership base wouldn't be an issue with the space and being able to have the instructors to do that so yeah I mean, I don't know if it's like this for you, you guys over there, but we have massive issues trying to find good instructors because all good instructors have their own class, their own classes. So trying to get good team members on board that you're going to be able to trust, that you're going to be that that can deliver excellent classes that are that members enjoy that members love and then that can really work the class we just you just really struggle to try and find them because they've already won they've already got their own classes and um, if they haven't and they're and they're available then uh, they're, they're not great <laughs> um so what i've sort of done with my team is i've trained people up from coming to the classes so they I've got one girl, Rachel, who does our social media. She's she's um started out getting PT off me. Um that was that was what she was doing in lockdown. She was coming and she was getting one-to-one training. Mm-hmm. And then she started doing the classes and we became friends. She asked us who did our social media or I didn't really have anyone then so she was like well I'll take control of it for you and I was like right well I'll give you free one-on-one sessions and that's how that sort of came about and then from there she was just really into our training so I was like well have you ever thought about being an instructor I think you'd be really good at it and then we put her through our training and now she teaches I think four classes a week for us same with Emma the girl that we've got into PT she did her personal training qualification and then fell pregnant and had a baby and did absolutely nothing without personal training qualification and she trained in the same gym as I did and then obviously lockdown hit and then in in lockdown when we took everything online um I was really 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 struggling to just do everything myself like all the online classes all the admin that come with it and it was my husband that mentioned can you remember Emma from the gym she was a qualified PT and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can. So that's why I got in touch with her. She'd never taught a class in her life, but she'd done, P- she'd done a PT qualification. So I asked her if um, she want- how she would feel about teaching classes online. And she, um, she said she would give it a go. And she has been an asset to our business. She's just like me. She brings the energy. She brings everything that people want in a class. And everyone loves her people we always have a joke I'm like your classes are busier than mine now what's going on <laughs> so yeah and, and 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 my team has been like created through people training with me um, and I think that's the avenue that I'm probably going to have to keep going down because I know what they're capable of I know I've I've trained them so I know what they know how I train people because I've trained them mm-hmm. so and, and and my style of training works because I've got a gym full of people that want to come to my classes. So if I can get them to copy what I do, then brilliant. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head as far as, you know, in the States, I think every gym has their struggles when it comes to finding quality trainers, depending on the type of gym, 
you know, if it, whether it's Pilates or kickboxing or group fitness or this and that, I think oftentimes people find their trainers through their membership base or through people that they worked with. And for whatever reason, um, I think that just comes from, you know, the community and the culture that you build and people want to be a part of that and they, they see the good in what's, you know, what they're doing. So they want to reciprocate that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I, I think that's universal all the way around. Uh, I've seen it in facilities, uh, you know, so many members that are, you know, just there to work and I think out. You find you get people that are so into it, so keen, and they want to do it. You know what I mean? You can pick mm-hmm. out the people really that you think are going to be good at it because they give 100% in the classes. And, and it's good, really. It's really good. I mean, it's good to be able to give people that opportunity as well. We get a lot of young people coming to our classes um, who do really, really well. And I think I really am a big believer of encouraging them. So, like, I'll go up them and say, it's really well there. Do you know what I mean? And it just gives them that little bit of extra, like, feel-good factor. And... The, if and, and you just if they're so into it, then why wouldn't they want to do it themselves as a career? Do you know what I mean? That's how I got into it. I trained and I loved training. I loved going to the classes, and I thought, oh, I want a bit of this. I want to be giving everybody else something the way I feel. I mean, I don't know if I told you about it in um our chat beforehand, but we over here we have something called the Community Fitness Awards, and oh, wow. um, we. Well, I was nominated by one of our, our, I was nominated, not last year, the year before, just as we set up after COVID, um, by one of our members. It's seen it advertised on social media and she nominated us and we won the um, the best newcomer um, at the total, at the Community Fitness Awards. And that was amazing as well because that's like our community is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger because we're signing people up to teach classes obviously we're signing people up to join in in the classes and it's just such a good feeling really and it's really good to know that we've got members that do want to so I get I get young girls messaging me like Andrea I really want to become a personal trainer how would I go about how do I go about it who do I need it's contact what's the best avenues to go down do you know what I mean and I always say to them once you've done your qualification come and see us if I give you a job I will yeah and you know that they're going to be quality because you've seen them they're actually interested in their inquiring so it's kind of like yeah you know, double-edged sword there, but on the right, on the, the right side of things. So, I mean, on the flip side of that, I do feel as well, we've looked for an apprentice before to try and help out with the admin side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've looked at um, like freelance PTs. We've got the space there during the day, our studio hardly gets used. So from probably dinner time, which is 12 o'clock UK time, all the way through to four o'clock in the afternoon, it's just sat there empty. Um, and we've looked at trying to get PTs in loads of young people don't want to work either they want you to they want you to give them the job do you know what I mean they, they oh, don't yeah. want to graft to be able to build the clients up to be able to bring build their own PT clients up I mean they want me to be able to give them a, a, a portfolio of PT people and unfortunately that's just not going to happen you need to work for what you what you can achieve um and we've we've struggled that way for that reason. People just want stuff on a plate. Where I mean, I've had a graft to get to where I am now. Um, and if I can help someone, then I will. But I haven't got. I, I we have got the member base to go at, but they just want to, they want us to go. Oh, there you go. There's a PT. But obviously, if you've got you've got two hundred and fifty people in front of you, 
build relationships with them, speak to them, get them into PT, do you know what I mean? Give them free tasters, that sort of thing. But we've struggled on that side of thing, trying to find um, young PTs, fresh PTs that are hungry for business. Yeah, I think that's a common thing, especially after COVID, you know, for some whatever reason, people, you know, there's still people that want to work, but it's, you know, it's it's hard to find the right people. Yeah, totally. Well, um, where there's, where there's a, a will, there's a way is what I always like to say. Yeah, of course. Absolutely, Andrea. Uh, well, cool. A couple last things here to wrap up. I uh, appreciate the time we've had so far is, you know, in your years of experience and what you've done and how you've kind of transformed from being an employee to now an employer, what words of advice would you give somebody that's looking to do the same, somebody that's looking to open up their own business in the fitness industry? Just don't give up. It is hard work and it's long hours. And sometimes you think, oh my God, like this is mentally draining, but the rewards that come with it, when you finally get everything in place and you feel like you're winning, it, the reward is just so much better than anything else. I mean, I have had, I've had cried tears, I've had sleepless nights. I've never really truly understood mental health and until I did this and I have never been one feeling down. I'm always the most positive person around, bubbly. And if I've been in some really dark places setting this business up, but when I can look back now, I mean, we started off on a field. We then went into a shed in on a farm through COVID because it was technically classed as an outdoor building. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I've just shared a post on my own social media the other day, and it was a post about about how I'd done this shed out, and I was like, I, 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 the caption was, "Wow, as if as if we used to teach classes in sheds." It was. It's quite hard to believe, do you know what I mean? So when I look at how far I've come, it's been worth every single bit of stress, bit of anger, bit of tears uh, um, to get to where we are now. So I would just say to anyone that is, I've never ever thought I would have my own business. I've never been one to think like that. I've always been happy as an employee. I could never, ever go back to being an employee now, without a doubt. I had to make this business work. It was sink or swim, and I made it work with every last bit of energy I had. And I, if anybody that else that's thinking about doing something like this, I would just say, go for it. What's the worst that can happen? Doesn't work out? At least you've tried, and no one can say anything to somebody that tries. That's 100% right. Very heartfelt. You know, if you don't try, you... You, ne- you never learn. If you don't grow or if you don't fail, you don't grow. Exactly. Awesome, Andrea. And then last but not least, give a shout out of all the ways our listeners here can reach out and look up your facility. So you can find us on our website, which is www.atdfitness.co.uk. You can always always take to our social media, which is ATD Fitness um, on, on Facebook, or you can find us on instagram as well which is atd fitness and you can also find us on tiktok which is atd fitness um you can do a google search as well and we do have a google account again which is atd fitness awesome andrew appreciate that uh well for everybody out there listening that's andrew's story uh if you enjoyed the conversation today and you want to learn more about her facility go ahead and follow the ways that you can reach out to her facility check it out pictures if you're in the area go check out one of her classes she's got a ton of them for you 
Um, and then for anybody else out there, if this story inspires you and you want to hop on the show, click on the link below, type in your details. We'll get in touch with you and we'll get you on. But until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords, out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily. And joining us on this show is John out of Drive Personal Fitness in Indiana. What's going on, John? How are you doing? Today? How are you doing today, Emily? Great, great. Life is good here in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Life is good. So excited to have you on the show today, John. But before we dive into the nitty gritty and learn more about your business, tell us tell us more about Drive Personal Fitness and talk to us about why you wanted to start your gym in the first place. Well, Drive Personal Fitness is a 2,000 square foot private studio in Indiana, Pennsylvania. We've been up for about 12 years. Um, we have a vast array of choices in terms of what our members can get involved in. We do small group training. We have a few classes during the week, which we um, were very service oriented. So we tap our classes at no more than 10 people per class. Uh, we do one-on-one. -on -one. We will package nutrition. We will do special package training. And a lot of our people sort of you know, a la carte, the thing where they'll do two classes, one personal training session where we concentrate on specific areas, maybe a couple of times a year, they'll, they'll get together to do the accountability and the education from a nutrition package that we do. So, you know, we just try to keep everybody that's in the door very happy. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. So you do have, you have a lot of experience. So about 35 years of training experience as a whole. So what were you doing prior to opening up drive personal fitness well I, I think i made the climb that a lot of people make and that's just get your foot in the door at a fitness center uh, a bigger club i was a bigger club down in orlando florida actually and you just you're a fitness instructor so you start taking people around and showing them the equipment and giving tours of that nature and then you know as, as sort of climbed into a management position as i got back to indiana pennsylvania I was paying too much money as a personal trainer in terms of paying the percentage to the club. So I went out and I purchased a 20% of the ownership of the club, which i made back in a, a year, which is, a, it was a really cool option that someone had introduced to me. And when I bought into the ownership of the club, then I was able to do all my training without having that worry, which is kind of cool. Uh, beyond that, you start building a client base and any trainer that's ever been out there, at five o'clock on a Monday afternoon, trying to personal train three people knows how hard that is. So the whole idea of a, a private studio sort of took hold. Now, Indiana is a small town, like 10,000 people. So this did not exist, nor did even the thought or notion. So this was some pioneering stuff going on here. So we were able to um, find a, a landlord who understood what we were trying to do. We cleaned the place out. We don't use a lot of equipment. We do a lot of functional fitness. So we didn't have to purchase a lot of equipment up front. We have 
all of the TRXs and we have power racks and we have 7,000 pounds of weight and we have treadmills and all of that stuff, but we don't have a line of like machinery and stuff. And that saved us a lot of money. And um, here we are 12 years later, we have about 80 clients on the roster right now. Um, just me and my wife are the only two trainers here. So we don't have employees. We'd like to find some if we can. And uh, you know, life is good. Yeah, life is good. Let's let's let that be the theme of the podcast. All right. Good, good for us. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about like marketing and how you guys have managed to go from zero to 80. All right, um, good. Go ahead. Well, so small town marketing is interesting. And and really what you can do is get your get literally get your face out there. You know, so I would go over to IUP and do seminars for a few doctors that I knew. I would go into corporations and we would I would they would set me up in a little office and I would they would schedule their employees through the day. There's a bank in town, there's an insurance company in town that did this. And their employees would just sign off for blocks during the day and they would come in and talk to me. And we would not sell them a thing. We would talk to them about little things they could do with their nutrition to help out or, or little things that they could do in terms of at-home fitness because you know they were dealing with two babies in a job and they really couldn't get to a gym. And a lot of clients came from these programs. So we were able to literally get in front of people's faces, make some associations with some companies in terms of creating those, cultivating those relationships. And then that became clients also. And the people that owned the gym weren't happy about this. When I would do those fitness tours back in the day, I went extra. I talked to people about previous programs and problems, and I would show them exercises that weren't on the 12 station circuit. And these people became clients and these clients would tell their friends in the world of personal training, word of mouth will always be king. It will always get you further than any sort of picture, poster, ad, social media, post, anything of that nature. So a friend getting a result, visibly looking different, feeling different, telling another friend, and this is where I am. I, I've 50 of my clients I've had for over 15 years. So canvassing is good, but keeping is more important in terms of my philosophy. So let me ask you a question about word of mouth. When it comes to word of mouth, um, for a new gym owner, long, long, and thinking like long-term growth and sustainability, have you ever gone through periods of business where the word of mouth has been kind of like up and down or inconsistent? Um, well, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's really, you, sometimes you have to ask. Sometimes you have to say, hey, you know, if you're happy with your experience with me. And that's what I would do during the fitness instruction phase of my career 32, 33, 34 years ago. You know, I would say, well, you know, if you really like the, your program that we put you on and you, things are going well, I mean, bring a friend in. And there's no health club that you're working with in the world or if you own a health club. You got to you got to give some stuff away for free. I mean, you got to get people in the door. Right. And so be willing to you know, to share your knowledge and to share your experiences by getting people in the door, spending some time with them. And let's say out of the three, only one of them you cultivate a relationship with and you're going to continue to have a, uh, you know, make, fi make finance off of them. That's still a good investment and that still beats any other marketing numbers you're going to find out there. So, but um, you better be good at your, what you're doing. You better have a good product and you better be a person of your word. I mean, that's kind of where it begins. 
So let's move on to talking about client retention, which we were talking a little bit about earlier before we actually went live into the interview. So I think, and you'll probably have to correct me, but you've had at least maybe 40, 50 of your clients for seven, 10 years, something like that, right? 15, 15. 15. I, I did the math and I have 40 clients that I've had for over 15 years. And there's some loyalty there, but if, 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 if you're not out learning and, and, and sort of educating yourself and getting a result for these people, that loyalty is great, but they'll, they'll maintain their friendship, but they're not going to want to put money in your pocket if you're not you know, getting a result. So it's been very important to me to sort of stay with it, teach, educate, coach, and sort of develop that. So I've got 20 clients that I've had for at least 20 years, and I've got 10 that I've had for over a quarter of a century. So we've been together mm -hmm. a long time. And just with that type of consistency, that alone travels with word of mouth. I've been with this guy for 15 years. Now, you were dealing with someone and, you know, they had a plumber or an electrician. They said, we worked with this guy for 20 years. Wouldn't that mean more to you than like, hey, they did a job for me last month and it was pretty good, right? So I think that's really helped to sort of cultivate that continuum. And we still get, we get, we get hit every day with, with requests and everything. And now our big issue is trying to staff. So. Mm -hmm. So I know you mentioned that you guys have a waiting list, right? Yes, we're at that point right now. How many people do you have on the waiting list now? Probably 20 to 30. And it's not an issue that we're just that impossibly big. It's just people want certain times of the day. I mean, people want to be in here before work. People want to be in here after work when we have our classes and our small groups and stuff. And we try to feed them in there. But I've, I fear that if I started to open those doors and make the classes bigger, that the quality of what I do would, 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 would fall. And I'd make a little money soon at, at that point but i think in the long run i think that that we would lose money and i think there's a there's a value to the exclusivity of the class sizes are only going to be so big that is a sell point you know and it's not always just like sell the crap out of yourself and make everything as big as possible but instead find that sweet spot where you can make the money you need to make but at the same time you can really give attention to the people in these groups one-on-one -on -one or whatever it might be, but that, that relationship, you can, you can, you can outsell how you can outservice and we won't do that. We're going to service more than we sell all the time. Good point that you bring up. So how, how bigger, like what's the maximum amount of people that you allow in one of your classes? Uh, we won't let more than we have three classes that we allow as many as 10 people. Um, that's the, that's also as a, as a price point, the, the easiest way to get in the door and from a marketing perspective, it's the way we can say, you know, we charge anywhere from five to $200 or whatever it might be. And so, um, and then we have small groups, you know, where we keep it between three to six. And we have, we have, we have, we have groups in like two to three or two. And uh, we also do hybrids where there might be so many in here and we have some online. So we have about 15 to 20 clients right now that we're keeping online too that we can just jump in and join us as a part of the whole process, which is interesting unto itself. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When it comes to pricing, do you believe that you are charging what you're worth? Um, I am charging what the market will bear in small town. And uh, you can, 
you can value yourself and say, well, I know I'm better than these people and I know I'm going to get a better result and everything. But to a person on the street who has never worked with anybody or has a very minimal sort of like fitness background, that sale point is, is on deaf ears. So you can't just price yourself right to the top of what you think you're worth based on what somebody's making, you know, in Miami Beach or in, you know, who's down in Manhattan training. And so it's scaled and I'm making per hour more than the trainers around here make, but it's, it, we're all in the ballpark and we're all very friendly. That's the cool part too. So, but um, I, yeah, that was a good question, but I think I, I know, I like to think I'd be worth more, but my wife will tell me differently. <laughs> okay. So we were also, we had a really good conversation before we got on the interview. Um, just talking about keeping your clients longer and just making, helping your clients spend more money with you or increasing their value because one of your goals as you mentioned earlier, is that you want to be able to create like some passive income within your business and also just different revenue streams. Is that right? right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's part of the corporate thing that we're doing now is we're creating and we're generating monthly, like what I call health and wellness playbooks for these corporations where they, they sign up at the corporation, the corporation pays us. Um, and then we create these playbooks where they can open up different sections of the playbook that have workouts in them, nutrition advice, coaching advice, things of that nature. So we put that together in a four hour period at the beginning of the month and we sell that off to three or four corporations and, you know, we're making money off that three or four hours. Um, I'm starting to do that on a one-on-one -on -one basis too, where each person gets their personal playbook. And so we, we build their fitness, you know, we, we, we spent some time together in, in the first month and then we just sort of send them off and we check in once a month. And so the amount of time I have to spend on them for what they get is a great value to them and of great value to me. Okay, very nice, very nice. So, I mean, what other ways have you um, increased the revenue that's coming into your business without necessarily having to go and acquire new members? Well, I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, what we'll do is we'll have somebody come in and their goal is to do, Hey, I want to do the Tuesday and the Saturday class. And so they'll do that for a month or two. And then they're like, um, you know, I, I really want to get stronger. Can I, can I buy a package of personal training? So without walking out the door, without having to canvas a new person or sit down and try to sell them from nothing, we already have cultivated a relationship. So now we had personal training to that person's package. So they might've come in to do two classes. $10 a month plus the membership fee. And then they went to one of the smaller groups and then they added a personal training package. And so, and they're still finding great value in it. And I believe we're giving them great value. I know we're giving them great value, but it was, it's when you take away the, 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 um, the cost of acquisition, which was none because they're already here. It, it's, it's a lot more, there's more value than we could possibly imagine with that. Very well said. So, John, it's almost time for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, I do have one more question for you. And that question is, looking back onto when you first started your journey in our industry and thinking about all of the experiences, people you've met, things that you've learned, challenges that you have faced, give yourself a piece of advice that you wish you had before you decided to embark on this journey. Oh, well, you know, you hate 
to think about the ones you lost. You hate to think about the person that you couldn't help, that left you, that that walked away, that you couldn't coach to a point where they stayed with it. And, you know, I've been around long enough, Emily, where, you know, I've had some people pass away and I say to myself, well, I could have done, you know, they could have just stuck with it. Why didn't I get them to stick with it? Um, you know, what, what could we have changed about, you know, that heart attack or what could we have changed? And that hits home to me. And so I would have probably spent less time trying to be so technically sound and more time just coaching the person, like teaching, talking to these people, trying to get to know them on a more individual level and not having the ego about, well, this is the best way to train. And, and if, they, if it, we would have had to dumb down their training or make it as simple and as easy to do, that, but, but it created a relationship that they kept with it. And I've learned that in the past 15, 20 years. I would have been, I feel like I would have been much more successful. And I think we wouldn't be sitting on a 85% failure rate industry if more trainers and coaches took this approach. Like, you know, let's, let's coach these people to take personal responsibility for their actions. Let's make it simple. Let's make it doable and reproducible. Let's make it affordable so that they're going to stick with it. And as they find more value, they'll spend more money with you. And they'll do so happily because they see the value in it. You can't, you can sell people on price, but you can't sell people on value. I can sell people on value when, they, when they're in the door and they want to upgrade their programs and everything. I just wish I would have spent more time coaching people better early on in my career, not carrying that ego of a young muscle head who just wanted to tell everybody how to lift weights and do it this way. So that's probably what I've learned more than anything. All right, John, thank you so much for sharing. This thank is, you, Emily. You're welcome. This is a pretty good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. All right, good. I, I wrote this down because my wife told me to. <laughs> on Instagram, I am no, I am driven to fit, D-R-I-V-E-N-T-O-F-I-T. Facebook, you can just look me up. My name is Johnny Hockenberry. H-O-C-K-E-N-B-E-R-R-Y. And my email, if anybody wants to reach out and ask me questions, is john at drive, D-R-I-V-E, fitproject.com. john at drivefitproject.com. Um, love to talk to anybody. I've been at this a long time. If you're new to the industry, if you're making a turn and want to do your own private boutique, uh, I would love to help you. Uh, it's been an honor, Emily. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, John. Well, Thank you so much again for your time and contribution to the podcast. And we're looking forward to, you know, seeing what you guys are going to continue to accomplish down the road. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, 
or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me is the one and only Hope with Elevate out of Leonardtown, Maryland. Hope, how are you today? What's up, Adam? Doing great, buddy. Hey, excellent. How are you doing? Pretty good. Can't complain. The sun is out. The weather's nice and warm, and uh, you know it's a great day to be alive. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool. Well, Hope, we're ready to rock and roll. I'm going to go ahead and open it up to you. Go ahead and give our listeners just a little bit about you, kind of your experiences, your passions, and ultimately what led you to Elevate. Yeah, sounds good, Adam. So essentially, uh, I've grown up, I've always been an athlete, like to play sports, like that's kind of where I was super comfortable. Um, In the area of academics, I could take it or leave it. So it was all about however I could uh, get on the court. I played basketball, I ran track, and that was always like my big love and passion. But I also was you know, always love to take care of people in some way. So started out and working in the school system um, and worked in the school system actually for 13 years. But of course, in the mornings, hit it in the gym, took spin classes and still got it in for myself. Uh, Fast forward to 2015. um, My daughter was born uh, in June 2015, which greatest, most amazing day of my life. Uh, And after that, I just decided that, hey, like going back to work is not going to be a thing for me because this precious little bundle is like calling my name every single moment. So I decided to leave my full-time job and I wasn't quite sure right then what I was going to do, but I had gotten spin certified when I was seven months pregnant. I wanted something to do while I was on maternity leave and school was out in the summer. So I was like, okay, well, I got this spin cert and maybe this is like an avenue for something else I can, I can focus my energy and time on when I'm just to have a little something for myself, but still do the mom thing. So six months later, uh, there it was, I opened my first studio, uh, salt cycle studio. Um, the name came to me, the, everything about it, the passion, the vibe, the connection to the people, everything that I wanted it to be was, it was right there for the taken. And I was teaching at 5am home, still doing the mom thing. And it just, it was, it felt right. And that's pretty much where all this craziness started. I call it craziness because it's, it's been one hell of a wild ride, but at the same sense, it's, it's exactly where I needed to be. So that I could now seven-year-old daughter who I've been able to have the gift of doing my thing and raising her. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much the story. <laughs> and, uh, Fast forward to today, I'm, I now currently own my second studio, um, Elevate, which I opened about two years ago. Um, I decided to kind of go my way and rebrand myself and redirect the focus on where I really wanted it to be. And I, I had six years to kind of learn and figure out the aspects of business and what worked, what didn't work, why it didn't work. and so painful and so second time around here I am and uh I'm I'm that much further ahead of the game and I'm able to bring that much more to my community and 
um, collaborating with local businesses and just supporting people even more now than ever. And I'm just, I'm grateful, 100%. Here we are, doing it. <laughs> doing it, that's right. That's awesome, Hope. It sounds like, you know, you had some some motivation behind you to kind of really push and be all that you can be to be all that you can be for somebody else as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then not only that, but obviously change the lives of others along the way. Yeah. I mean, you know, on side note, Adam, you know, owning a business is not easy. And, you know, I have to say, I'm not quite sure it's really for everybody, but I, I 100% knew it was for me. And sometimes people say like, what, what gives you that drive? Like you're still in it, like you're eight years in and you're like, basically, you know, kind of, I guess you call kicking the can, but literally it's, 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 it's my heart. It's my passion. It's my soul. And truthfully, it's, it, it comes natural to me. Like, it's not really that hard. I mean, learning the ins and outs of the behind the scenes, the business aspects, the things that I have to do that aren't on the bike, those are the things that I had to learn, you know, like I, I'm not a business major. So obviously also learning how to be a leader and how to run a group of people and, and not really just run them, but be a part of them to be with them, to share this process. And I had to totally figure that out on my own through trials and tribulations of working with a team of people and figuring out how to do that in the best way possible so that we could share in this, in this gift for the community together. And not only that, but sharing it with other community members and business leaders and, and trying to get everybody on board to be basically to deliver the best product that I could bring that I knew I had to deliver. And I think I'm finally in that space right now. That's amazing. That's awesome. And to your point, it, you, you never know until you try and you're never going to get experience unless you do the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you know, touching on a few things there, you know, I always like to ask this, you know, the, the, the name Elevate, kind of what inspired you to really like say, I'm going to name my business Elevate? Yeah, I mean, you know, in a, every community, Adam, as you know, you, you're, you know, you've, you've got a lot of experience yourself already, which actually I got a chance to kind of get into the world of Adam before we started this podcast. And I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty impressed, Adam. You've got, you've kind of done a lot in a little bit of time. So that's awesome. I just want to say that. But so you, with your experience and the things that you've seen and what you've gone through, you know, every community and every area, like there's, there's gems on every corner, there's studio spaces. And I think now more than ever, right? Because, you know, we're all, we're all thinking about our health and wellness a little bit more than ever. And so, you know, studios and gyms and, you know, there's, there's plenty, right? But for me, and I, I love what everyone else is bringing to my community, but for me, I was doing, I was brought here to do one thing, studio, and to do it the very best way I knew how. So for me, Elevate just made sense because it's, it's different than the rest, right? Like I'm bringing people in to elevate their life. Like this experience is, is a, it's an elevated experience. And also I feel that you're going to, people leave feeling elevated. Like I'm delivering something that is, it's not just showing up. It's, it's more than that. And it's, it is what it is. It spells it out for you. It's, it's an elevated experience. It needs to be a little bit more. It needs to be special. 
And so the name kind of says it, says it, you know, like if you don't leave feeling elevated, like I'll pay for your spin class a hundred percent every time. And I, I'll stand by that. So yeah. That's awesome. from no great analogy. You know, it's it's nice to know that there's meaning behind the gym name rather than just here's a business, here's a building, and we'll slap a name on it and we're gonna fill the sucker with some people. Yeah, the other thing too, Adam, is you know, I, I like to find my space, right? Like I'm I kind of like to be the innovator. I, I wanna I wanna stand alone. Whether people decide they wanna peel off and kind of kind of run with me, I'm I'm cool with that. But I went on Google, I searched names and I, I didn't want to have the name that another studio in the United States was using for a similar reason. I wanted them to have that on their own if that's what they wanted to create. Because for me, I know how difficult it is to sit at home at night and drum up something that you feel is really special and have someone else target that as well. I know what that feels like. And I know what it feels like to have something special that you want to name your business because it means a lot to you. And I, I didn't want to take that away from anybody. So when it came time, you know, whether it was the spelling of my business name or whatever it was, I wanted it to be unique. I wanted it to be, I wanted it to stand alone because that's, that's kind of what I feel how I set myself apart from the rest is, but the way I look at things is I put a lot of thought and effort in, into it. And I, I like things to be a little bit more special than, than the next person, right? Like I value the gyms. I started working out in a local gym here. That is a beautiful space. The owner's an awesome guy. Like I love what they present. They have spin classes and what they do there is awesome, but they're not a spin studio, right? So what I have to bring to the table is has to be something a little bit more special, a little bit more unique, right? Cause I'm not, I don't have 15 modalities under my roof. I have one. Yeah. And if that one thing isn't done really, really well, then what are you doing? So there it is. I mean, I don't know t-shirts. I don't sell them. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have three people at the front desk. I don't have, you know, I've, I'm here for the experience. Everything else that comes along with it. If someone wants to come to me and say, Hey, I want to put this t-shirt in your space. Cause I make t-shirts and I think it would be dope then I'm wherever you are, I'm here for it. So, but I have a lot of clients that come to me and say, Hey, how about, why don't you carry merchandise? Cause I don't do merchandise. I do spin and I do spin really well. And I deliver that. So yeah, I stay in my lane, Adam. It might be 85 mile an hour, but I'm in the lane. <laughs> 85 mile an hour is pretty good speed. Right. Hey, <laughs> not a hundred. But... Right. Yeah. Well, cool. No, yeah, that's, there's there's a lot of passion behind you and you can hear it in your voice when you're speaking. So, you know, that it's, it's, it's humbling. It's good. Um, so with that being said, let's kind of dive into, you know, the, the, the fruits of the business, you know, how big is the square footage of your current facility and about how many members roughly would you say that you have? Yeah. Um, so my space is about 1600 square foot, which is pretty much perfect might not be as large maybe closer to 1300 mm-hmm. and um i say we roughly um we see about 
200 to 250 clients a week come through the door somewhere around there um yeah so in terms of super like client base like that's where we're at on the weekly um and then we we offer monthly memberships and like pop-ins too so it's tough to tell exactly you know a number on the scope of like how many people come through the door yeah but yeah that's that's where we're at um we offer about usually we offer only we well, offer two classes a day sometimes um just one um and for me i i would rather do that and fill classes than have a bunch of classes with a handful of people because it's about the energy in the room it's about it's about that vibe right so we offer signups a month out and we have classes that are already full so you know if you want to get in there get in there sign it up that's how you know that's how it looks yeah absolutely we want people to be committed right so if you want people to be committed they they need to make that effort for themselves and i'm not just here to take people's money like i'm here to to change their life i'm here to you know have that commitment as part of signing up when the classes drop and getting in on the classes and being serious about your fitness not just checking the box right so that helps with that you know it you know sounds like that there's some some fire inside of these here uh, spin classes you got going on you know this adam you know this <laughs> yes got to, got to. all right yes. so <clears throat> 13 to 1600 square foot roughly you see 200 clients a week membership wise hard to tell walk me through like you know where you know you've been in business for a little while now where where do you get the majority of your leads from yeah um honestly you know like everybody else we advertise on social media but and we we send emails from you know client base from the past eight years but really adam it's it's word of mouth i mean i think that's probably the biggest leads for me um you know it's kind of like one of those things where you got to give somebody the reason to talk about you around the water cooler right and that talk around the water cooler it only happens because you do something either really gnarly or really great I don't really care which one it is. So like when the pink toilet paper shows up in the bathroom, they're going to talk about you. So you just have to pull out pieces of that and you got to put them in the studio. And I don't mean just your workout. I'm talking about a lot of different areas. So yeah, giving people something to talk about, like the pink toilet paper, it'll bring people through the door. <laughs> Now, the real question is, do you have pink toilet paper inside your facility? No, but it's on the Amazon. Um, it's in my save list. On the, the order list, right? Yeah, it's coming up next. <laughs> the next time I need a set of pedals, it's totally going in that order. I like, I like where it heads at. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. You, I always tell this to people that I, that I talk to and that I trained up and things like that over the years. It's like, you got seven, eight, nine, ten a handful of different facilities within let's say a five mile radius, right? Maybe even more, whatever. They all do gener generally the same thing. They provide some sort of service based on fitness to better you in some way yeah. or form. What are you going to do differently that they're not doing, right? You provide a service, they provide a service. What's going to set you apart from that service? 
Is it the experience? Nine times out of 10, that's usually what's going to be it. Is it yep. customer service? Usually that's what's going to be it too. Is it going to be, oh, they're going to see amazing more results than this? Probably not necessarily. You know, they they might get a couple calories less, maybe a couple calories more, depending on who's tracking, what's tracking. But, you know, it really breaks it down to what are you doing inside the facility that's going to set you apart from everybody outside the facility? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you know, that saying your vibe brings your tribe or whatever, like I'm, you know, I, I lead by example and I'm, I'm all about making people feel comfortable and, you know, creating a space that makes people feel good about themselves. And the funny thing is, is it's not even funny. It's just the truth. It's how this world turns, but my client base that come through the door, like they're the people I want to be in my space. I know that sounds really crazy, but I, I bring in the people in my space that I want to be in my space that I want to share the experience with. So it's kind of great because I know business is business, Adam, but at the same sense, sharing in this for me is an experience as well. And for my instructors. And so we create a space that clients, clients know what's being created. They know the vibe, they know the feeling that they're going to get when they enter the space and when they leave it. And they also equally know the feeling they're going to get from the other clients in that space. And so I create, I, I invite like-minded people, people who have that same vibe, people that are just nice, kind humans that are all in this for the same reasons. And, and honestly, that makes it even more beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's everybody. And I, I, I don't even know how I got so lucky, but it's the truth. It's everybody. And the, you know, the other thing is, and you may possibly, we're going to go down this route. I might beat you to it, Adam. So sorry if I do, but my team is really special. And I think that's what it, it, it's taken me eight years, Adam, but every single person on my team, they, I have them to thank for where, where we are right now, you know, like, Without them, I, I wouldn't be Elevate. I had some instructors that came with me from my old business. Um, I have one in particular who does all my training and stuff for my new for my new instructors. I get all my new instructors. They're they're clients of mine. They're not previous instructors anywhere. Um, I typically don't hire on anyone that is previously trained or certified because I don't want to recreate the wheel for them. I want, I want to, I want, I'm looking for something really special and really different. Right. So it's like taking someone that has a really bad golf swing and you're trying to fix it. It's easier taking the guy who's never played golf before and making his golf swing look really pretty than taking the guy with the yips and trying to get the yips out of his golf swing. If you know what I'm saying, it's, it's pretty much the same exact thing. It's like, was it Charles Barkley? I think it was, he's like a big golfer and he, he was having the yips, you know, every time he went to swing, it was like, he had never played golf before. And he was so irritated. He went on ESPN and talked about this and they're trying to fix his golf swing. And it's like messing up his whole game, but taking you, maybe Adam and having the same coach, maybe Adam, you maybe if you've never played before, let's just say that. And he's giving you a golf swing and creating it, you're going to, you're going to come out in three months looking like a professional compared to this guy that you're trying to get the yips out of. So that's how I create my space. It's like, yeah, it looks really delicious when people are like, Hey, I'm certified. I'm ready to rock. I can get on the bike. And I'm like, 
nah, I'm good. Like I'll, I'll be patient in the, in this process. And so that's one thing that this always taught me is patience. I've been, I've ran my business out of a closet in a local inn. I've ran my business, you know, out of a space, out of a friend's bar studio. Like I've done it all, but it's landed me here. You know, it's helped me build my, build my clients and it's landed me in a space that actually is pretty much perfect. But I wouldn't have got that if I wanted to fall into something that was 2000 square feet two years ago, I wouldn't be here. So. Yeah. The mindset sounds like it's, it's huge. It's your mindset has adapted over the years and obviously you've learned and you've grown, which is expected, you know, being a business owner and, you know, even prior to business owner, you're always learning and growing and we make yeah. mistakes, we fall, but then we, we get back up. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I wasn't the same person I was six years ago. I wasn't the same person I was two years ago. Um, so, you know, the, the growth is real. Um, but you did, you did go down some, some good rabbit holes that I was going to to poke a little bit. So let's kind of, let's talk about it before we go down, like, you know, your team and how you train your team and things like that. You know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, goals, you want to grow, but what's kind of like big goal for you, you know, where do you want to go from now to the rest of the year? And then maybe the next couple of years from here. Yeah, I mean, you know, something super special about this space, and I don't even think anybody knows this, is I signed a five-year lease for this space. But was that hard? Hell yeah, that was like really hard. <laughs> but I'm confident, and I, I will tell you, Adam, one thing I learned about signing that five-year lease that I never really, and I think you might know where I'm going with this, is, you know, when you commit to something like that, it actually changes the trajectory of where things are headed. It automatically gives you a, provides you a different mindset because my mindset before, as I was rebranding myself, there was, there was some fear. Um, there was some personal fear, uh, because, you know, I'd came out of a business that I owned for six years and there were, there were th some things there that were, I felt a sense of failure. Um, I don't really look at it as failure anymore, but at the time I did because it didn't, it didn't work out. It didn't go the way I had planned. And so sometimes those things kind of mess with you a little bit because you've got to get back on the horse and keep riding, but getting back on the horse after you've fallen off and broke your arm, it's tough sometimes. So where I'm at is for the, for these first two years, you know, I've, I had some people really hang in there with me who had some personal conversations where they're like, Hey, where are you heading? Like, what are we doing? Like, we're, we're not like our business is growing, but we're not really staying with it because you're kind of playing it safe. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not playing it safe. I'm just, this is where we're supposed to be. Right. But finding getting into this space, which I was kind of forced into Adam, it, it kind of made me realize, yeah, I was playing it safe because I had an escape at any time. So going in and signing a five-year lease, well, there's no escape. You got to put the big girl pants on and you got to say, okay, I've got five years, like minimum of work that I need to do for myself, for my team, for my community who has stood by me. Some of them have been clients for eight years of mine. Like you got to get over that now, right? Like you, you've got to put it all aside and you got to change that trajectory and you've got to refocus, revisit and know that you're good you're solid. 
So I guess asking for goals, Adam, it was more or less just kind of changing that mindset of wanting to be safe and staying comfortable. You can't stay comfortable and own a business. Those two words, they don't go together. And if they do go together, I promise you won't be successful. You got to let that go. So this opportunity at this space, that five-year commitment, Adam, it, it changed that tra trajectory for me in a really good way. I needed that because it, it's, it, it made me refocus some things that I wasn't willingly going to refocus on my own without the commitment. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that kind of goes into the goals for the next couple of years, right? It like spells it out for me, but to be a little bit more specific, you know, I'm not always about the next big thing. Of course I'm looking to grow. I mean, I'd be silly to sit here and say, I don't, but what I'm looking for is in my community, Adam, which every community has something a little different that they want to do is I want people to realize that we can work together. And I mean, with other small business owners and, you know, sometimes what tends to happen in communities is, you know, things get hard, right? And people are strapped in business. And sometimes it's hard to collaborate with other businesses because they feel their focus is just on clients. Like I got to bring people through my door. So I can't worry about like doing things with other businesses. Cause I'm so focused on that. And that's a position that I never put myself in. Cause I don't, I don't like that feeling and I don't feel comfortable with it, but I'm hoping to help other business owners to feel like, Hey, we can do things together. And honestly, a lot of times doing things together only helps us grow. So I'm shooting for that. And I'm, of course, also looking to grow my client base, of course, right? Like that's, it would be silly of me not to say that. I also am looking to bring on a few more instructors and the wheels are turning for that. And us as instructors that are already here, we're looking to always grow ourselves and uh, do a little bit more. We have some support from another instructor in another studio out in California that uh, we pull on. And that's super awesome. This East Coast meets West Coast vibe is really fresh and it's, it's beautiful. And one of my instructors has really dabbled into that and she's brought that on for us so that, you know, we're outside of just the regular training, like the training that is provided online that you do to become a spin instructor, that's for safety, right? Like that's for bike setup, but the vibe, the actual experience, Adam, doesn't come from that. You got to deliver that to your people and however you choose to do that is it's a personal preference so luckily we have some support out on the west coast helping to bring that vibe here we love those choreographed movements and making spin fun and just getting super hype spinning the towel i mean whatever happens like let's do that so yeah i'm here for it and i'm all on board for however that looks and five years we're going to still be riding this 110 percent. i'll talk to you in five years adam I'm uh, excited to see where this thing goes. Yeah. Um, the experience is everything. You know, get some light show in there, maybe some uh, some fog machine. I don't know. I don't. Oh, know dude, we're on that, Adam. Us. We're on that, Adam. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, obviously, cool. So, obviously, you you have a goal. You obviously want to continue to grow your membership base. You want to be able to bring out more trainers. Um, I don't know if this was mentioned previously, but um, as far as you know, if you had like, not an elevator pitch, but you know, of all is all of the group classes or all of the classes that are offered. And then do you have classes like throughout the day 
I don't know if we cover that or if it's like you have a couple here. One you know, here. right. Um, typically, because of the area that where we live, Adam, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of supporting more of um, more. A lot of more of my client based are working. Um, they, they, you know, they're working individuals. So male, female. Um, I, I'd say that's probably 90% of my clients. So yes. we're hitting that early morning, 5 a.m., 5.30. Um, and then we're hitting the evening classes. And then here we support a lot of government employees. So they work that CWS every other Friday. So we always hit that 9.45 on Friday too to support them. So if they want to get a little shut eye on Fridays on their day off, they can peel out that 9.45 too. And we do pop-ups too. So we offer usually two pop-ups, one offsite, one on-site a month. And that's usually something a little special that we do where we, like I talked about that collaboration, like I actually just had um, a pretty cool conversation with the rep from Deep Eddie Vodka. And um, that's kind of cool. Like he's going to be coming out and we're going to be doing some stuff along the lines of the Tour de France during that time in July in some stages and they're going to be there. So that's going to be super cool. We also are dropping out with uh, a non-alcoholic brewing company called athletic. We're going to have their product for, um, for St. Patty's day. So we're, we're not only staying local. I'm also reaching out now to a few bigger companies, which I never have done before, but I'm just, I want to give the people what they want. So I'm, I, and if it, if it aligns with where I'm at, then I'm willing to do that. So as long as I'm in alignment with, and I'm comfortable with delivering those things and I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So classes, you know, more or less in the morning and then some later on the evening, kind of after the work yep. and whatnot. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. With now, again, I'm not a, a geographic specialist, but with your specific location you know, and the time that you've lived there and everything, is there opportunity to add classes throughout the day, maybe on certain days or, um, you know, would that obviously require, you know, maybe more leads or members coming in the door, or is it more like there's really not a necessity for, you know, classes like the the different parts of it? No, that's a really good question, Adam. I mean, and, you know, on Saturday and Sunday, too, I didn't really touch on the weekends. You know, we offer an 8 a.m. class. Um, that seems to be, like, the best time slot. I've been, I've been playing around with times and classes for about eight years now in the same area. Like, I'm literally 15 minutes from where I used to be, but it's still within the same. You know, we're still supporting generally the same population, honestly, but... You know, the lunchtime thing is, I think, I think it could maybe be a little bit more of a thing than it used to be only because a lot of people around here are from home. So, you know, people aren't going to peel off the base and go to a lunchtime workout, but I could see it a little bit more now because, you know, people could run out from their house and go back home and pop online and not have to be like totally like you know, they can be like business and party, you know what I'm saying? So like, they could totally be sweaty with like, like I'm wearing sweatpants right now. I'm just going to throw that out there. So like, that's a thing for people. (laughs) So, yeah. So, um, to answer your question, I, I, we have kind of played with it a little bit. Um, another thing that we have, we're looking to do, but I am, I don't love technology. It's I'm 42. So 
or 41, I'm going to be 42. I don't know why I say 42, but maybe because it's really close and I make sure I got it right when it's my birthday. But um, technology is not my thing. But I think perhaps too, we, we may or we are thinking about supporting a platform of an online library. Um, we have a lot of clients who either have Peloton or some sort of bike at home. Bless you. Yeah. So that's, that's always a thing too. So um, to answer your question, we've tried it before and just the client base doesn't really serve it to like, you know, it's like time and money and instructor ratio. Like for me, time is money. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I teach a lot. I teach more than anyone else currently. Um, I've always taught eight to 10 classes a week. Um, but I'm actually kind of scaled myself back a little bit because another piece of kind of rebranding was realizing that I'm not elevate, right? Like I have a group of people where if I'm not there, they are still doing an amazing job. And I don't want, always want that feeling or to people to feel that I'm the face of the business. You know, like I have so many other people doing an amazing job and I don't need to teach nine to 10. I don't want to oversaturate the schedule with me, but I've always done that just as a way to kind of keep things afloat at times too, right? It's it's about running lean while you're developing and getting into the space you need to be in. And that's how how we get there. We do it smart. So I've, I've scaled myself back to about four classes a week now. Yeah. And then just for general numbers about how many classes throughout the week do you have total? Um, We're probably, we're, I mean, roughly like, and sometimes with special classes and stuff like that, we're at about 14 or so. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. And then yeah. you have, I have a, a few more like on the weekend days. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So yeah. Yeah. Weekends are usually big on fitness anyways, like Saturdays, especially. Yeah. My people like to get it in, in the morning and truthfully too, like a lot of our clients are lifters or runners mm-hmm. and honestly spin is kind of like their cross training for, you know, where they're hitting that on Saturday and maybe their long run on Sunday and so they like to get it in early. And a, a lot of the clients too are, they, they do a lot of other things. You know, spin is just, spin's kind of like one of those things, Adam, I'm not sure if you're quite familiar, but it's, spin's not easy. Like, you know, if you're coming into a spin class at 5am, like you're already pretty serious about your fitness in some way, or you want to be, because it's not an easy thing to do at five in the morning and it's tough. And you know, we take pride in in presenting that because for me, I always tell my riders like lean into the hard, right? Like this spin class is not like you were saying, not about just changing your body, Adam, but it's, it's changing. I've seen people quit jobs, apply for jobs. They thought they couldn't get, um, I I've seen people, you know, have babies, natural childbirth. I mean, you know, leave marriages. I've seen people do so many things that they come back to me and send me messages and say, I just need you to know that your spin class gave me what I needed for that in my life. And that right there, I mean, that, that's why I do what I do. Like I, it's more than just someone getting a six pack because they've been spinning for six months. Like that's not how it works. This is so much more than that. I mean, that's great. But this supports people in so much other aspects of their life. It makes them tough. Doing hard things in one space transitions into doing hard things in other aspects of their life. So. 
do the hard thing. Yeah, and I'll be the first one to say that uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to do spin at five in the morning. <clears throat> Just throwing that out there. That's okay. It's cool. If you're ever in that area, Adam, we have an evening class too. So we, we always could get you, get you in there. Yeah. Yeah. Spinning. Uh, I've been on the spin bike. It definitely is very taxing. Uh, <laughs> taxing is a great word to use. I like that, Adam. <laughs> taxing. Yes. I, uh, I did a, I spun on a, a group fitness class for the whole hour or at least half of it. And I will tell you the next day, my legs were like jello. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and then just out of curiosity, how many people do you have in a class? Uh, so cur currently we have 15, 15 bikes. Okay. Yep. Excellent. Yep. And then, um, the, the morning classes are, your, or all the classes you offer, are they usually pretty full or, you know? Yeah. So, so current, you know, our, the, the studio and the way that it works with classes and it, it's probably this way with most all, I'd say a lot of spin studio owners is in the winter time. I don't know if you know this, but it's really hard to get out of your bed in the morning during the winter. So when it's dark outside in the evening and it's cold in the morning, our evening classes are always popping. Morning classes, it's tough for people. Um, you know, we get a crowd, but like hitting that snooze button in the morning in the winter is, it's, it's what people do. Now, when we transition into summer, when the sun shines out and the time change and people are outside and they want to go on walks and they want to play tennis and they want to do things with their family in the evenings, then yeah, we still have our evening crew, but that's when our mornings definitely start to pop off a bit more because people want to get it in in the morning and it's just easier to, for them to get out of bed. And it's an easier commitment knowing when they get off work, they have already done their workout. They can go outside. So people don't want to be inside when it's really nice weather. So yeah, so that's kind of how that switch occurs. It's not like an abrupt switch, but it definitely is. And also too, another thing that plays a role and you know this, maybe you're start to understand this with having a six-year-old Adam is with sports. You know, you have spring and fall sports and weekend games and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we have to, we have to think, we have to take an accountability, all of those things as we transition our schedule. And typically what we like to do is we call this, the schedule is kind of quarterly, right? So it's, it's almost, it goes with the seasons essentially. So there is some flexibility in the schedule. We don't like to totally flip things up on people because people like consistency, but there is some room for movement depending on whether you're in winter, spring, fall, summer, because what comes along with all the seasons are different things that come into people's life, whether it be getting the kids on the bus or kids in school, kids out of school, sports, weather, like all those play kind of a, a role in, in the attendance too. So you just, you, you can't be so hung up. You know, there's some classes that are always going to hold their time, but you have to be willing to understand people's lives too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so. it's, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like you're providing a service and you know, you, you like to accommodate as much as you can, but at the same time, you yep. know, if the service is there and people want to come, then, you know, this is what's offered. This is, hundred percent. And we don't, we don't like pay like, okay, we're going to do restructuring, do a whole new schedule. It doesn't work like that. But what we might do is we might say, okay, that eight o'clock on Saturday mornings is not hitting because those friends have to go to the soccer game. So we're also going to roll in a 6am and we're going to let those people get in on that six so that, you know, so things like that, like we try to keep in mind because 
you know, for your monthly members, like they want to get in a certain amount of days and you want them to be able to have that, you know, you don't, you don't want to take that away from them. So we, we, you know, that's also too moving into the second time around. I, I will tell you, Adam, that was one thing I had to learn was I'm not going to be able to please everyone. I'm not going to be able to answer all the text messages, messages, and all of the emails that come through the day of, you know, I have had to really make a conscious effort to to be okay with those types of things, with saying no and with, you know, if someone reaches out and they're within the first two hours and then they start getting upset, well, you know, it's, that's not an acceptable time frame to answer someone. So I've, those are, that's one really huge thing. Like people, people want what they want and, you know, but if you set the boundaries and you set them hard and you set them with respect and love and kindness, then then they'll figure out what that's supposed to look like for them, but you have to set them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a couple of last things here as we get ready to wrap up. Yeah. You know, on goals and, you know, obviously you want to grow. Everybody wants to grow. Nobody gets into the name of the business to just be stagnant and not have yeah. you know, success. However, for you, like, let's just talk like, you know, you have this five-year lease. Obviously you said it changed some perspective for you, put some things in place, gave you that extra, that motivation, that drive to, you know, be the the next best thing. Yeah. Um, you know, what's, you know, for this year specifically, like the next like six to eight months, what, what do you really want to accomplish out of your studio? Um, I think I just, I, I think there's still a lot of people who, as I was transitioning into this permanent space who actually, who didn't know that my space even existed. Yeah. And so I, I want to, I think Adam, honestly, I know before we started this podcast, you were like, yeah, I'm not only here to listen to, you know, I, I like hearing your story, but I'm also here to be helpful. Right. So like if there was a few key pieces that I could say, like, how could you be helpful to me, Adam? I would say to myself, well, okay, the few things that I am currently working on would be, yes, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have all those modalities, right. To, to like ex get it. They're all free and yeah. they're all available. They're available to everybody. And honestly, I think they're oversaturated in a way. So it makes it very difficult sometimes to get information out there um, in the terms of like, are people seeing it? Do they have time to sit down to it anymore. Like the, you know, things like that. So, you know, finding ways to, if people never set foot in your door, then they don't know what they're missing. And that's something that has been on my mind quite a bit since I've gotten into this new space. It keeps coming back to me. And I think it's because we've had a large amount of new friends join the space since we've gotten into this new space since the first of the year. And they're like, we didn't even know you existed. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a problem for me, you know, because I need to figure out a way to do better so that I can exist. <laughs> I've got this beautiful space. I have these amazing instructors who have something good to share. It's like me sharing my story with you today. You know, we all have something and until people know what is there and available, they don't know that it exists. And, you know, it's an opportunity and I need to figure out how to capitalize on that opportunity. So if, if you're asking next five to six months, that's where I, that's where I am with that. I think that's my tough piece of homework. And it's, it's something that I've been 
currently uh, working on and thinking of ways. And, you know, it's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it because the truth is I think everyone deserves to have this experience because it's, it's really good. It's really good. And it won't be here forever. I'm not, I'm not going to be here forever, you know? And so while I am here, I want, I want those people who, you know, I, I want to deliver something. I don't, I'm not in this to get rich. Obviously <laughs> I'm in it to, to, I want to, I want people to say, Hey, you remember that elevate studio that, that changed my life. That put me on a course that led me to do some things that were really awesome in my life. I want to be that person for people and for more people than what I already have. I yeah. want to touch everybody, Adam. I got to touch everybody, buddy. <laughs> leave your mark that's what you want to do that's that's exactly right so yeah so that's 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 pretty much that and um just learn how to be a better leader you know i mean being a leader is not easy um that's probably one of the hardest things i've listened to a few of your podcasts and i i've listened to a few people talk about what their challenging thing was whether it was doing taxes or figuring out pay or you know everybody has their own thing but for me being a leader is kind of an uncomfortable space to be in and it takes work. And if you're not used to that space, it's, and you're used to always taking direction from other people, being that person and doing it in a way that makes people feel comfortable around you. And you're not telling them what to do, but you're doing it together. It's, it's, that's balance. It's finding that balance is not easy. So that's my homework. That's what's on my list. That's a good list. There, 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 there's the good news is, is there's always a, a solution to every problem, right? Absolutely. And uh, they're not even really problems, Adam. These are not problems, you know. These are just these are they're it's growth, right? Like yep. we talked about. It's about it's everything will come in its space when it's meant to come. Like you gotta work through the few things for these other things to come around. It can't all happen at one time. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And you know, to your point. <clears throat> before uh, the last two things here it's you know the the, the whole purpose is you know you, you get into something you want to be remembered by it but how do you want to be remembered by it and you know like yeah. you said passion to to deliver these these bomb spin classes and you know leave people with more than just oh i lost five pounds but then they say oh every monday at 5 30 in the morning i had this amazing experience i just started my whole day right yep absolutely so, i love that well, Miss Hope, I got two last things for you here before we wrap up. First thing, and we kind of touched on it in a nutshell, but you know, for somebody else that's looking to start their own fitness endeavor in entrepreneurship, they want to open their own facility, whether it's spin, whether it's kickboxing, whether it's whatever, what words of advice would you give somebody if they were looking to start their own company in the fitness side? Um, I would just, I, I think I just, I only have one piece of advice and I would say, don't lead with your ego lead with your passion and if it's coming from a place of ego trying to prove something to yourself or someone else don't follow it that's it everything else will come around it if it's passion and it's true fire you'll you'll do well i like that response it's a lot of people will say you know have a plan have this have this have that and then some people touch on the passion, but to just say, have passion, not ego, kind of sums it all up in just two words. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Awesome. Hope. Uh, and then last but not least, 
you know, go ahead and give a shout out of your facility to all of our listeners. How can they look you up? How can they reach you? Yeah, sweet. So Elevate, um, you know, you can, we're on Facebook. All you got to do is type in Elevate, obviously. <laughs> Instagram, um, Elevate Southern Maryland. Email, elevate.u.somd at gmail.com. Um, and I have an amazing group. Can I give a shout out to my amazing team real quick, Adam? So Rebecca and Brittany and Jason and Cameron and Riley are all my spin instructors and they're fabulous and amazing. And honestly, I have an amazing group of clients and other people that surround me. I won't call out everyone because that would take about a couple of hours, Adam, but yeah. So thank you to all of them who have supported me through this journey. Um, because without all of them, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have the confidence to be where I am today to know that they share with me what my space brings to them. And thank you, Adam, for having me because this has been a really cool experience. And honestly, what people don't understand too is having the opportunity to speak actually helps you within yourself to think about things that you perhaps haven't thought about in a while because it leads you in a direction to sit down and really think about these questions that you would not be asking yourself. So thank you for giving me that opportunity to bring light to the questions that you had asked me because it was actually very beneficial to me. So thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah. listeners out there, <clears throat> appreciate that as well. Um, cool. Well, that's the show, everybody. Um, if you want to go check out Elevate, and one last thing, Hope, how is Elevate spelled? Is it spelled normal or is it spelled with like some numbers? Well, you know, as we have talked, Adam, I don't do anything normal and it's 85 mile an hour down the lane. So it is not normal. It is E-L-I-V, the number eight. Got it. So everybody out yeah. there, use that spelling when looking up her facility and you'll be sure to come right to it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, peep it out. If you're in Southern Maryland, like and you're looking for a spin session, we got you. Excellent. Cool. Well, everybody, appreciate that. Um, if this story inspires you and you want to go share your perspective on our show, feel free to click on the link below, type in your info. We'll be in touch. But until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords, out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.